0: Hallelujah Thank you, Lord. You know that uh, if you can turn to Psalm one, um, it's uh, it's the beginning, okay? you know the Book of Psalms is connected to the first five books of the Bible. You know, if you in certain Bibles you will see this is book one, two, three, and four, and five in the Book of Psalms, and it's related to. Genesis, uh, Exodus, Leviticus numbers and Deuteronomy and um, in Denmark we have this saying that a good beginning is work half done okay and uh, and I think that most of the thing is that when I see is that where people struggle it's in the foundational things it's not in some kind of a, uh, where weird thing it's the foundational things where you find, people struggle and also if you get the foundational things right, this is where you also lay the foundation for your breakthrough. If you see any athlete, any musician, anything really, you will see they are there because they got the foundation right. Uh, The problem with foundation is it's not something that you and I, we look at every single day, but it's actually what decides how far we will go if you want to build a house is really what determines how high that house is going to be is how deep the foundation is going, okay? And um, in in Psalms 1, there's just something that just popped out of me right now. is said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. Blessed is the man that, that, that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. No, remember when I talked about the tithing thing of what is the blessing of God? It's about that we can hear. The, the blessing has nothing to do with something material. Okay, You are not blessed because you got a house. You're not blessed because you got a car or blessed because you got a thing. Yeah. You are blessed because you can hear from God. Yeah. Okay, That's what the blessing is. A result of that will manifest in physical things. But it's not the things that is the blessing. Because if it's just things, there are people who are far more blessed, so to speak, than us. But what we are the reason for why we are blessed is because we can hear from God. And here in Psalm 1, he said, Blessed is the man, blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Why is he blessed? Because he he had determined what he hears. Okay? And it's so vital that, you know, that one of the things that uh, when I became a believer, one of the things was that I have to realize I come into a new kingdom. So many of the things that I considered wise in the world, that I consider wise people in the world and so on, very, very often I have to let go of it because of either we like it or not, we are influenced by the company that we are keeping. OK, but, you know, but that's why, but no matter if you live, you know, if you listen to no, but in England especially or maybe no, Europe especially, that you, you go anywhere, travel anywhere for 20 minutes and the dialect change. OK, it, why do people speak like this? It's because we are affected, influenced by where and who we uh, fellowship with. And this is where the Sarmist, starts out here. The first thing. What we have to realize as believers is we need to be aware of the company we are keeping because that can either make you or it can either break you. Okay, you know, I talked about Solomon, King Solomon's son, you know, that it, it, he chose not to listen to his father's advisors and he chose to listen to those who were like his peers. Okay, and I think that many of us sometimes we We can do that, but we we, we would rather trust someone that we think is like us than someone who is not like us. But I've learned over the years when I need advice, I need advice from someone who's not like me. Why? Because if he's like me, the advice would be similar to the person. So like when I became a believer, I knew there was one thing that was so important. I needed to fellowship with people who have walked with Jesus for far longer than I had. Why? Because they, they knew more about God than I did. And I was like every other young believer that after, after a week or two, I thought I knew everything. Okay, just like remember when we were teenagers, our parents knew nothing. We knew everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's exactly the same when we become believers. But in the early days we think, oh wow, we, 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 read, we read two verses in the Bible now we're Bible experts. But I, I I learned quickly and I needed to follow those who went before me. The, the book of Hebrews talks about that we should look towards those who have fulfilled the ways of faith and see how their outcome was okay and uh, so so the first thing uh, is like what Jesus planted said to the doctor when the doctor asking what is the most important organ and he said my ears and the doctors what and he said, because my wife told me to go to see you. And if I didn't have ears, I wouldn't have heard my wife and I wouldn't be here. So he said the ears. And, uh, and I think that mo- one of the most important characteristics for a believer is not that what you say, but that you can hear. <coughs> Amen. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, Faith comes by hearing. I found in my walk with, with Jesus over the years, in my, in my early days of my prayer life, it was me talking to Jesus. In the latter days of my Christian, in these days of my Christian life, it's him speaking to me. Uh, no, it meaning it's me listening. And sometimes I have you notice know, it's very difficult to hear when we are talking. That's why, we, we, what do we call that when two people are like that? We call it an argument. We both focus upon what we should say, but not upon what we should hear. So bless this man, the psalmist say here, this is the foundation. This is the beginning. Learn to hear. Amen. Learn to hear. And it's so important that, you know, that one of the things that, uh, you know, that just like God will put people in into your life, the devil will try to put people into your life. And I found one of the things that the devil always, the, way the devil attacks me when it comes to uh, my walk with Jesus is called common sense. You know, have you know, the, the devil always wants to reason with you and he will use worldly, worldly wisdom to get you away from doing what God have asked you to do because of, we are still in this world. And many of the things that God asks us to do goes beyond what we understand, because we are not walk, we, we do not have a sense religion. We, we have a faith that goes beyond the five physical senses. We cannot feel God, but we can be with God. Do you understand? Because feeling has something to do with your senses. Okay, I know we use phrases that I can feel the presence of God, but you, you must not take that phrase literally because you cannot feel God. Because God, because feeling God is to do with something in, your, in the natural. And I can tell you, the devil can also make you feel good. Have you ever, The first time I ever went on a fast, uh, these cakes that I not thought about for years, they were really attractive. OK, and then I, 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 I was tempted, I ate it and that was amazing. That was the best cake I ever had, but I was supposed to fast. Okay, later on, I learned that fasting means McDonald's, uh, you know, fast food. Mm -hmm. Amen. No, no, no. you didn't. Okay. So I I fast every night. That's why it's called breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so hearing is so important. Hearing that I have the ability to, to hear. And that's where that one of the, you know, one of the most important things when, when you when in your life is that start I always ask you, God, do you have a word for this? Have you have you got a word for this situation of mine? And try to quiet your emotions, try to quiet your experiences, history, or whatever, or, or your, even your desire start and hear, God, what is your word for it? And many of times you will find, you know, this is where God is so uh, so 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 amazing that many of times you'll find when the way God speaks to you might be in a conversation with people. Now, this is why it's so important you choose who you fellowship with. Okay, where God speaks to you through people, they don't know it's God. They don't know it's what you have been asking God about. But in that conversation, suddenly God can speak to you. Okay, and that's why it's so important that we fellowship, not with the ungodly. I'm not saying that you should be out of the world, but you have to guard your heart about who speaks into my life. Amen. Especially in this day and age, because I'm telling you, everyone has an opinion. I thought it was only with Danish people, but now it's the whole world. You know, Danes, we, we, we grown up to have opinions. Usually I say Danes are like Jews, whereas two Danes, they have three opinions. Okay, we, we can argue with ourselves, in a, we, we, we have we have always been good at having these opinions, and but blessed is the man who fellowship with the righteous. Now, don't go, don't, and and what I mean by that is not that just because someone says they're a Christian, that doesn't mean that they have a right to speak into your life. Okay, because of, you know, every one of our lives are individual and it's important what kind of information you hear. Like uh, when I was with, uh, I remember with, uh, it's always funny when I'm with Larry and Althea, I remember before we got married, I spoke to them and they both, after they spoke to me, they said to one another, I don't think he wants us to get married. Because I asked them so many questions. OK, you know, you know, just because you're a Christian and the one you want to marry is a Christian, that doesn't mean you should get married. Because imagine if you are supposed to be called as a missionary, the other one does not want to go anywhere near the mission field. Can you imagine the conflict of it will just not work out? Mm-hmm. And uh, so so it's so important you listen. Uh, you, know, you know who to listen to and who not to listen to. Okay, so so it starts. So the foundation is blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. And let me just see, uh, uh, of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. I remember Lester Samuel, one of the first sermons I heard him preach, he preached about this verse, and he said something like, When you start walking, you're ending up standing, and you're ending up sitting. And one of the things that is funny or uh, interesting, uh, have you ever thought about this? You know, you, have, you, can, you can have a fruit basket and you can have two good fruits and one bad fruit. It's funny, the two good fruits never make the bad fruit good. Yeah. Uh, have you know, it, it, it's always the other way around. And, and that's where, that, you know, especially if something upsets you, if you get offended about something, be careful to guard your heart. Because who do I listen to? Because they, the world is, will be queuing to agree with your offense. OK, but don't listen to it. OK, don't. Because what does the Bible say about offense? Forgive. Amen. So if you get offended, don't go and speak to other people who get offended. And then you, you get even more offended. You know? And uh, no, mm. that, that's what the Bible say, forgive. And the problem, you know, when I became a Christian, the problem with forgiveness. You have to forgive those you don't like. <laughs> you, know, you have to forgive those who don't behave right. Okay. But then again, you don't need to forgive those who are not offending you. Okay. And we, li- and we cannot walk through life without someone offending us, upsetting us. This is just life. This is just your human nature. This is just uh, when you fellowship with people that these things just happens. Okay. And uh, so, so when you start walking with the ungodly, mean, and I would will, I will rather use the word the lack of wisdom. And one of the things you have to say, common sense it's not all, it's not the wisdom of God. Did you understand? No, but God's wisdom is not of this world. So, like in the kingdom, like in the world we came from, if you want something, you gather. In the kingdom of God, if you want something, you give. Amen. You know, it's like in the world, we say something like. Oh, I, I, I want to get married because I do not want to be alone. So, what, so the way they enter into the relationship is to receive. In the kingdom of God, when you enter into a marriage, you enter in to give. Okay. And in our giving in the kingdom, we receiving. Okay. Jesus, what did he you know? God in John three sixteen, he gave. That was the way God initiated relationship with his church. He gave, and in his giving, he received. Where in the world we, we very often think, "I receive, and then I give." But in the kingdom of God, it's the other way around. And <coughs> and and you know uh, that that when when you apply that, it works. But if you look at it from a human point of view, it seems opposite. Okay. But anyway, so. But his delight, was 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Someone said to me that if we need to change this thing, and we call it the Ten Commandments. Okay? <coughs> Someone said we should call it the Ten Protections. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, but if you do what the Ten Commandments say, you are protected. But because we sometimes have this image of God that we have to, you know, we have to do something. No, if we do what God says, we are protected. We we are safe, so we shouldn't. But because we think God he, he, he wants us to do something that we do not want to do. So we call it commandments. No, God does not say anything that is not for your benefit. OK, it Is it, 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 the difference from God and our natural parents, they, they were probably most of them are the same, but they were They have their weaknesses and their faults, but God does not. So whenever God says something in the Word of God, in His Word, even if you think it is as a command, no, it's a protection. Okay, so it's not the Ten Commandments, it's the Ten Protection Hmm. or Ten Promises or what you will call it. Because if we do what the Word of God says, we are protected. And we do it not because of we understand it. This is the biggest uh, trap in, in our part of the world. Don't lean on your own understanding, the, the Proverbs say. No, trust in Him. Well, why Why can we trust in Him? It's because He saved us. We have experienced salvation. You know, but remember Jesus, He says, and this is where we, we as the West, we want to, me, me, uh, mechaniz- uh, we, we want to like, say, Jesus, he says something like, he say, if you have just faith as a mustard seed. OK, so we, what, what, how do we think? We're we thinking in terms of ability, we're we thinking in terms of strength. No, that's not what Jesus is talking about. It is about if you have just met me or if you walk with me for 50 years, It doesn't really matter if you have just faith as this must. What he's saying is not about the way if I can give you an example, how I think many people understand and read this is that if you can just do one push up, then you will be fit. Okay, that's not how you should read it. It's about you should if you have just met Jesus two seconds ago, it's more than enough for you to be an overcomer. If you just have faith as a mustard seed, so he's talking because our faith, our strength, our victory, our breakthrough does not lie in what I can do, my ability, my knowledge, or anything. It relies upon one thing that I met him. And once I met him, he will say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we use phrases like when we say, Oh, that person or that person have. Have, have great faith. So, so we are relating to something like, again, using a push-up example. So we say, oh, that person can do 10 push-ups. That person can do 100 push-ups. No, that's not how you should look at You know, great faith is built upon. I trust him. Amen. Yeah. The, you know, the, the moment you say, Jesus, I recognize I am a sinner. I need your forgiveness and I will follow you. Now you have faith as a mustard seed. Why? Because now you met him. And the strength in your life, your prosperity in your life, your, your blessing in your life is relied upon him, not upon you. That's why that no matter how you feel, you are always strong. Why? Because your strength is not coming from you. It's coming from what he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter how miserable you feel, you are still strong. Why? Because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. As as you heard me say lately, that's why we are called the temple of the Holy Spirit. God is not moving in and moving out and moving in and moving out. Do you understand? He comes permanently. Okay. And you remember what happened on the day when when Jesus said, it is finished. The the curtain in the temple to the Holy of Holies was torn. That's why I said to some of these people who spread spend a lot of time about uh, the end time. I said, you know, the, 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 temple, the third temple is not going to be of God. Okay, it's, it's going to be the temple of the Antichrist because you and I are the temple. So if God is going to build a temple in Jerusalem again, what what are we in? Uh, is He going to move out of you and move back to Jerusalem? No, you know, you are the church. You as an individual, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, and for me, when I start seeing this was a wow. That means God is with me permanently. And, and if you just meditate on that one thought, that God is with you permanently, that means I'm in, never in lack of wisdom. I'm never in lack of breakthrough. I'm never in lack of prosperity. I'm never in lack of health. You, you, you name it. Why? Because he said, I am here always. OK, and, he, and the Bible says he neither sleep nor slumber. So there's no point. Both of you stay awake. OK, you, I said that to someone who, who, who suffered with insomnia. So, so I said, you know, God's never so. So, 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 so the person said, how do I sleep? I said, Sleep by faith. Amen. If you can't fall asleep, stand up in your bed. <laughs> you, of course, you can't fall asleep if you're laying down already. So mm-hmm. just try. No, no, don't try. Okay, don't try. <laughs> you get, get, sometimes you have to spell out, don't do this at home. Okay, anyway, but the thing is that it's so important. And, and I'm telling you, the simplest instructions that you receive is. No, no, sorry, the quality of the wisdom and advice you're receiving is depending on the group you've chosen to fellowship with. Amen. If you choose to fellowship with a lot of better people, then I'm telling you, you will get better advice. If you choose to fellowship with people who are prospered, who have breakthroughs, then you will get their advice. Amen. It is like, but anyway, but no, so, so back to this thing. So, so when we talk about just have faith as a must, it's about relationship. And the moment you have said yes to Jesus, now you have access to the whole of God. Amen. Anything that is, uh, that is within his possession, within his authority, whatever, is accessible for you. That is what it means about, you know, like in the before I knew, understood this, I used to say, God, give me more faith. Give me more faith. But, you know, I, I, and I don't know, how, uh, you know, when I think about how should God answer that prayer? Yeah. Give me more faith, I asked because I thought it was something uh, only, I don't know, it was because I, when I look back, at it, it, it would probably be more like something like I, I would look at it, it would be like I struggle to do 10 push-ups, but if He gave me more faith now, I could do it quick. That was how I saw it, but it's not how it is You know That's why Ephesians talks about uh, the Apostle Paul. says, open the eyes, bring it uh, so that I may know him better. OK, the more you know him, the more you trust him. Amen. You no, know, but it's the same thing with relationships is that with people you have known for a long time. OK, that goes both ways. There are people you have known for a long time and you're never going to trust them. And there are people you have known for a long time, you're going to trust them. You, you but it's the trust thing that matters. Okay, it's the trust thing that matters. And, and that's what we are, we are about. We are about faith. Okay, you know that there are, there are so many people I've known over the years. And now every time they say God showed them, I just close my ears. Because I heard so many times God told them this, that and the other and nothing ever happened. So now the moment they say God showed me, i just close down. Yeah, Here we go again. Here we go again. Because the Bible says we shall know them by their fruits. We should know them by their revelations, their their miracles, signs and wonders or whatever. We shall know them by their fruit. And that's where it's so important that when you and I, we say things, make sure that we can carry through with what we are saying. Okay. Anyway, so but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. What he's talking about here is that he lives for something else. Okay, Don't live for gaining earthly material things. That doesn't mean that you can't have it, but don't live for it. I just finished this book with this guy, Elon Musk, and I'm telling you, he, he's the wealthiest man in the world now, and uh, and he's not driven by money at all okay you know his you know he's the only civilian now and he's actually the only one apart from maybe um uh what is it uh who can uh, who can send people to the international space station his uh, space program yeah okay uh, he have a space program called uh, what it, SpaceX yeah his motivation is not to make money Okay, he, but he, he makes a lot of money out of it now, but his motivation is that he wants, and it sounds crazy, but he wants people to live on Mars. That, that is his dream. Okay, that, that is what drives him. It's not about that I can make the money, it's about because he said the world, we you know we as human beings, we are, we are self-destructive. And so we need we, we need to be, well as it, he's a multi planetarian. so he he think his, uh, his, uh, one of his many kids is going to be uh, uh, living on Mars or something like that. and uh, and when with Tesla, you know the car thing, that is driven by he wants mankind to get rid of uh, uh, petrol and you know, be unreli- not relying on petrol and all these things. And uh, Twitter, when he bought Twitter, was because of he wanted freedom of speech. Okay, so he's not. That's what. That's not what. So it's not the money that drives him. Just like you and me, we 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 should we should we, we are driven by one thing, and that is that he loves us. That's that's the only motivation that we should go by. Not so that I can have things. Not so that I can have comfort. And all these things, that's not what drives us. What drives us is one thing. He found us. Amen. You know, that he found us. That once, once, you know, uh, uh, it's an amazing grace. I don't understand why we always sing it at funerals. Okay. (laughs) We always sing this one at funerals. Uh, uh, The song is far (coughs) more powerful than to sing only at a funeral. But once I was lost, but but, but now I'm saved. Okay, it, it is so important that we, that we realize that we must not be motivated by these things that I, I, I stand in faith for this, I stand in faith for that. No, no, that's not what motivates us. Okay, our only motivation is that he found us. I am a believer. I am a disciple of Jesus. Anything else, that's not what motivates me. I don't, don't kill yourself to get an extra thing. Okay, because that thing, that is a new thing, becomes a, uh, become a thing and then it becomes an old thing and then it becomes a thing at we at skip somewhere. Okay, and, and so, so don't live for things, live for Jesus. Okay, and I'm telling you, when you will see all these other things, it will just come to you. Okay, and now you will find out that these things you don't, you, they, these things don't have you, but you have the things. Okay? It, it, it's so important we understand because we, there is a Christianity that is preached at the moment that I'm blessed if I have this, I'm blessed if I have that, I'm blessed if this real. No, you are blessed because you have been saved. Amen? That's why you are blessed. You're not blessed because of this, but no, you are blessed because Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. OK, and and this is where we, we talk about the fellowship thing, because sometimes in our emotions, sometimes in our natural uh, being, we don't feel like that and some we can be diverted in our thinking, by thinking that oh yeah, blessing must be something about things, because some people they say, no, that's where it's so important. What company that you're keeping to remind you back No, the blessing of God is that he's with you. Okay, you know, this is why I think it's in 1st Peter, we are called a royal priesthood. Amen. You know, what what does that refer to? It refers to the Levites. And remember when the the Israelites finally came into the promised land and every single tribe, they got a piece of land. So Judah, you got this the mountain. I don't know if they got the mountains or whatever, but it's just, but each one got a piece of land. So this was the land of Judea, the Judah, this was the land of the then, this was the land of well, you know, you name the tribes. <coughs> and when he comes to the Levites. And when the Levites, you have probably seen all the land, that have been handed out to all the other ones of the Levites they, when when God says, And you got me. I don't want you, I want the mines. <laughs> you know? No, but the thing is, you have to understand the designated land to the tribe of Judah. So if you were born in the tribe of Judah, you are blessed under the blessing of God as long as you are within the land of Judah, that's been given to the land of Judah. So if you are of Judah and you went to the land where the tribe of Dan was, now you're not under the blessing because your blessing is related to your tribe. So, so, the blessing is limited, restrained, but what is with God? When, when, when God says to the Levites, you got me, no matter where the Levite goes, they are blessed. No matter where you and I go, we are blessed. Sometimes people say, oh, that only works in this, that and the other country or whatever. No, it works if you are there. Amen. You know, because the Bible says in, in the Gospel of John, from your inner being, from your belly, what, what does it say? Shall flow streams of rivers of living water. What is that referring to? It's referring to the desert walk. So you might think, oh, this is a hard place. This is you know, we use the phrase desert when it's difficult, hard. But what is the answer to the desert? Water. And inside of you... There is uh, streams and rivers of living water. I, I'm, not, I'm not a biologist, but I read something. I remember about Israel when we, you know when when we, when we Jewish people are coming back to Israel, it was not like the land that we see now. It was basically wasteland. It was really you know, But because I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, 70 years after Christ uh, passed, the Romans they surrounded Jerusalem. And uh, anyway, so but what happened was that they destroyed the temple, but not only did they destroy the temple, the Roman soldiers, they threw salt all over the ground so that it could not be used anymore. Okay? and so it was really, really wasteland, all of it. But But the Jewish people who start coming back after 1914, they start working the land. How did they work the land? They watered it and they watered it. They watered it, they watered it. And now it's not a desert anymore. Mm. And it's the same thing in your life and my life where we are placed. If it's a desert, there's only one who's responsible for why it's still a desert. You have not released the water. Amen. You can turn any desert, anything that you find hard, you can turn it into a breakthrough. Anything, an obstacle, you can you can turn it into a springboard. Okay. why? Because inside of you, there is a spring of living water that flows out. This is why, you know, like someone, an old preacher says something like this to me. When you see a a situation and you don't understand it, attack it with tongues. Okay. so just pray in tongues, you you, you know, and the good thing about praying in tongues, you don't say anything stupid. It might sound stupid, but you don't say anything stupid. Amen. If we, could put, if we could pull all the words that we have said over our life, I'm telling you, we'll be, not, we'll be do nothing but pulling back. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when you... So he said, just attack it with Trump's. Why? Because it's now your spirit communicate to spirit. Okay. Yeah, if someone who got an issue with, a, with your right ear? If you have an issue with your idea right because of... Um, I, I, I just... That's why suddenly I felt it. But now it's gone. okay? and I know when I'm not feeling well, but this is a word of knowledge. Maybe someone who's going to hear it, maybe Pastor Sergei, is going to call me or something, my sermons are sent to Ukraine. And actually, if you want to pray for a whole country, if you just pray for Pastor Sergei in Ukraine, you pray for 90 percent of all the pastors because we're all called Sergei. (laughs) <laughs> it's true, when I, when I was in uh, Pastor Erling's church at the summer conference, I mean, oh, this is Pastor Sergei, and this is Pastor Sergei, and now when I speaking to them online, this is Pastor Sergei, this is Pastor Sergei, Pastor Kurt, I want to introduce I, I know Sergei. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in one second you can pray for all the Ukrainian pastors, bless Pastor Sergei, and you touch the whole country. <laughs> I'm just, you know, are you, to, you know, every, every pastor I met, they're all called Sergei. Okay. Everyone, I don't, I, it was, it was just funny. And you know, the funny part of it, Pastor Allen didn't even notice. He, he, he you know, he's been there for, you know, he traveled there for 30 years. He He only picked it up when I said it to him. Okay, so we're all so if you meet someone who is called sad, oh, you are past, aren't you You're, oh do no. you oh, know, I got connections <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so no, so, and he shall be like, no, so notice, this is the believer when we you know the sign of a believer is stability. you know when I was young, younger <laughs> right. I used to think to be a leader was to has to do with, oh, I need to bring a vision. I need to uh, lead people somewhere. I used to think that was the job of a leader, but it isn't. The job of a leader is to bring stability. You know, it's like a, 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 the father of the house. Is, it, it, the job is to bring stability. So that he brings a, uh, brings a foundation so that others from that foundation can explore. Do you understand? So, so now, but, so he says, uh, and when you do this thing in verse 1 and 2, and he shall be like a tree, and he shall be like a tree. He shall be like a tree planted, planted, planted. You know, it's so important that many you know, many charismatics, especially they are not like a tree. They are all over the place. You know, it, I, I think one of the best places you can see it is if you go to what is the Bolton Abbey. And if you walk up the, uh, around, not in the valley, but uh, the, the paths are up and along, and you can see some of these roots of these trees, it's like the roots are like trees themselves. So they're so thick. And no matter what happens, you know, you know how the weather is in this country is steadfast. Yeah. Nothing moves them, despite of what happens around them. They just keep growing. They just keep growing. And this is what the Bible talks about here. This is how we believe believers should grow. You know, your, our weeds does not come from we go here, there and everywhere, so to speak. Our weeds goes from that the tree grows. And grows and grows. You know, in Old Testament, every time you see about trees, many times it's a metaphor for man. Okay. So, so, we, so you know, some people say oh, they say, oh, God told me to do this. And then next day he showed me to do something else. And third day something third. And fourth, fifth, sixth. Seventh. No, that's not how God works. Okay. This is how man works. Man always looks for the next idea. Okay. That's not how God does it. Okay, the moment God had the idea of mankind, that was it. He stuck to it, even when Adam and Eve messed it up. He didn't say, okay, I pack it all up. And then it's far easier just to start all over again. No, once he started, he stuck with it. And our purpose is just, just grow as a tree. Just grow as a tree. Your weeds will come not by your effort, but by your growth. Do you understand? No, no, not, so so you don't need to. Oh God, what do you want me to do now? Do you what do you want me to go? Do you want me to do this? No, just keep growing. Just keep growing. Just keep growing where you've been planted. And as you know, the, the, the more the, the more you keep growing, the more you, the tree or your life will expand and grow, and the weeds will come by itself. Okay. Don't try to to uh, sweet talk someone. Oh, maybe I can come and preach in New York today, you. Know, you know, no. Don't try and do that. Don't try. You know, just keep growing, and it will open up. Your reach comes through your growth. You no, know, your stability. I don't. Again, I'm not an expert of this, but uh, I remember. I, I don't hear it anymore because I, I'm not exposed to people like this anymore. But my mom used to be something that she went somewhere and she saw someone who had a nice plant or something like that. And then uh, my mom, oh, can I get a shoot from this one or whatever? And I uh, mean, and no, no, that was not the, no, sorry. That's not the point, but have you heard, you know, you can replant mm-hmm. a plant. Yeah. OK, and the thing is that when you replant the plant, the root getting smaller okay you might look good for on, on top of but you weaken the plant by replanting it and it's the same thing with, with, with people but you know stability 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 brings your strength you know how, how, how do you get a strong marriage oh, you don't know uh, we, we need some counseling here <laughs> No, but I, I don't know, don't, yeah. don't look at me, <laughs> but, but the thing is, it's stability, you know, it's stability. It's not that everything is like, uh, every, everything is like, we do this, when we all know, no, it's stability. Okay? It's stability. What is, I, I find, with, I learned with God, what is it that He wants me to know about Him? I am the same yesterday, today and forever. That means he's, he will never change. What is that? Stability. So now I have a safe foundation and from that safe foundation, I can learn to do risky things or calculate the risky things or whatever you may call it. But this is the purpose. And it is, so so the sign of a believer is not that how many words were heard from God. It's not it's about can you see stability? Can you see foundation? Okay, not this that everything is up in the air. You know, Where some people they're so confusing. You you get tired by being with them for 10 minutes because they, they're all over the place all over the time. No stability. Okay, that is, that is the foundation. So he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I decided. I am planted in the word of God the moment I got saved now this became my life I'm planted here it, it's not an accessory to my life it becomes my life okay every time you read the word of God it is as you water your life you know look at yourself your life is a tree when you're reading the Word of God you don't need to understand it you don't need to get a theological degree to but you no, know, the wo- word of God feeds you. Amen. It feeds you. It feeds you. You don't need to feel anything. I don't think that every time you're eating something, you know, have you noticed? No one puts uh, pictures on Facebook about, oh, what did you ask? Look at my breakfast. Yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one do that. <laughs> Cornflakes. Oh, oh. <laughs> No, we just put it on board. Why? So our uh, now I'm speaking. So our body functions. Amen. No. Oh yeah. I'll put next time I'll put a picture on Facebook. Oh wow! See what I have? A glass of milk. (laughs) Woo! But we we just we 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 drink it. We eating it. Why? To sustain our bodies. And that's the same way with the word of God. It doesn't always have to be spectacular. Do you understand? You know, as I said last Sunday, you know, it is not the really spectacular that do spectacular things. It is the foundation that makes you able to see and do spectacular things. Okay, in, in, in the English language, what, what do we, call we, we need to get the bread and butter first. You know, in any, when people do things, don't do all these fancy things. Get the bread and butter in place. Do the bread and butter things, and everything else will be fine. It's the foundational thing. So just read the Word of God, and you don't need Gabriel coming down and he whatever. Don't the people who say that it it doesn't happen like that, okay? They just have a wild imagination, fantasies, you know. No, just do it day in and day out, and I'm telling you, this word will produce what it says. You will. Grow okay, and, and you know, the, the interesting thing with growth is you don't notice it. We all have uncles who come and visit us. Remember what we said? Oh, you've grown since last time I saw you. Okay, they all said that. Did we notice it? No, we didn't notice it. But what, what happened? We just kept sustaining ourselves day in and day out, nothing spectacular. Okay, just do it every single day. Okay, don't be addicted to the spectacular because the devil can also make you uh, do things with a spectacular. We are not led by these things. Okay, we are led by the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God, when he leads you, he will always lead you to the Word. Why? Because the Word is the river, so to speak, where I'm planted in and when I'm planted. Growth is guaranteed. Okay? Growth is guaranteed. So, that bring it forth. So, uh, so, and, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring it forth his fruit in his season. Fruit comes by growth, by itself. You don't need to worry about it, it comes all by itself. Just do this one thing, make sure you plant it in, at the river. All the other things come by itself. One the thing is that is interesting, remember it says in Galatians, it's the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which means I don't need to produce it. It's the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I used to think it was the fruits of curse. So I used to have, oh, pray for me. I need more patience or whatever it may be. Endurance, or, you know, I mean, oh, that's not how it works. I, my focus is, be planted at the river, then all the other things will come forth naturally. This is the foundational thing that I'm planted in the world, and you can see why the devil is really contenting it because he would rather have you watching YouTube, uh, something, uh, Facebook videos, or whatever it may be, of a preacher that you don't know about. Okay. And I said to people, you know, like, that can be a supplement sometimes, but it cannot be the food. OK, like I'm telling you now we had two weeks in Canada. I'm not going to eat junk food for the next year now. OK, but I'm telling you, I, I've I eaten so many burgers, but there must be so many cows that died while we were in, in Canada. You know, you know what you know, but it was just, so. So it's just I said to him, "It's just nice to eat normal food now." Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so, 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 but anyway, so it comes in his season. You know, just rely on that one thing. It's not. I don't need to produce the fruit. It comes. It's guaranteed. The moment you are planting the seed in the ground, your fruit is guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, don't just. Do what you're supposed to do. The basic, just plant your water, your tree, your life. Just keep reading the word of God. Just keep doing it, what it says when you see it. So his leaf also shall not weather. And and I notice here, when it comes, and whatsoever, you know, this is one of my favorite words in the Bible. Whatsoever. okay. and whatsoever. He does. Shall prosper. Amen. where But where did it start? It started with what counsel do I allow into my life? Amen. What, what, what words do I allow to hear into my life? Okay. And don't follow someone on the other side of the world, okay, because someone says, Oh, who's your pastor? Oh, it's Benny Hinn. Does Benny Hinn know you? No, but he's my pastor. No, you, uh, uh, I went with someone else, a family, you know, you don't know them. As I said to you many times, we all lie on Facebook. Oh, you say, I don't lie. Look, go home and look at your profile picture. <laughs> Does that look like you? Okay, so don't know. Everyone is a superstar when, when we are not home. Okay, it, it, I learned more from my pastor by just fellowshipping with him. I didn't because that's where I get to know him, do you know, because I, the Bible says I shouldn't. It's, it's not just by the, fruit, you know, by the words, it's also by the fruits. Remember Jesus, how did he teach them? Jesus didn't preach 24-7, three and a half years in a row to, to the twelve disciples. Can you imagine? He didn't do that. He, he taught them by fellowship. That is what discipleship is. Discipleship is you are taught through fellowship. Okay, uh, education in this world you're taught by lectures, but it, 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 in Biblical way you're taught through fellowship. Okay, anyway, so whatsoever he does sh- shall prosper. Why? Because whatsoever it, it, you do when you're basing your life in this, is birthed out of God. Because you birth, you know, you're feeding your life with the Word of God. That automatically will start produce what it says. And then when you do, when you live in that uh, that realm, then whatsoever you do will prosper. Okay, you know, when you live like this, you don't have desires of oh God help me to rob the bank. Because you don't have desires like that, hopefully. If you have come to me after you rob the Mm bank, pay your tithes and I will forgive you. I mean, you can be our next cell group leader. <laughs> Amen. Sell shirts. Amen. In Denmark, we don't have any money. You know, I think the best job in Denmark must be a bank. Uh, working in a bank. I went to a bank in Denmark. Oh, I need to change some British currency to Danish. I and mean, they look at me. We don't have any money. Uh, so most uh, places, we don't even accept cash in Denmark. So, so I asked someone in the show, so how do you do it now? So we, we don't we, we even have to count our own money in you know, the bank, do nothing. So, so that must be the best job in the world. There's no money, there's nothing, everything anyway. So but whatsoever whatsoever he does shall prosper. When you're living like that, you can live like what Bill Johnson used to say that always, uh, I, he lives his life that, that there's always green light, and if God wants him not to do it, he will show the red light. But because he lived like that, now he he assumes that his thoughts of this is like what God wants him to do. Now this applies for our own individual lives. Do you understand? It doesn't apply for me to go and tell someone else about their lives. Okay, in my life. So 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 when we, you know, like for example there are many things the Bible don't word by word tells you about. Shall I buy a new house? Shall I move house to this? It doesn't say could buy a new house. It doesn't say that. Okay? So but when so when you're in situations like this, you I'll always go by assuming okay this is God's will for me. If it's not God's will for me, he will show me, make sure I'm told in a one in a way that I shouldn't go ahead doing it. Okay? But, be, uh, but until he says no, I just assume it's okay. Okay? Now, I'm. Uh, obviously, there are many things that are obvious, but it's not God's will. Okay? Like robbing the bank as one of them. Okay? You have to say things like that because now, when someone hears this, they think, oh, oh I heard this pastor from England. He said I could rob the bank as long as it just went to him. <laughs> okay? The, 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 but the thing is that. So so that's how I live. Because don't don't when you go to McDonald's or wherever you go, oh what what shall I have? Happy Meal or Big Mac (laughs) or Fanta or Coca-Cola. Hold on, I need to hear from God. No, just assume what you decide. Okay, I, I know Christians who are like that. That's why when we go somewhere, I'm always ahead of them in the queue because. When they get to the queue, oh, what do you want, uh, Coke or Fanta? Uh, Coke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> okay. So I always make sure I get it in front of them when we go to a restaurant or anywhere. They look at it. <laughs> okay. And it's, you know, just assume that when it's within not breaking the law, obviously. Okay. But. You go by a green light, and if that is for one way or another, then God will make sure you know that that's not the path to take. Okay, it is, you know, sometimes in the old days we used to say we had peace. Okay, we never hear that phrase anymore. Now everyone has dreams, but no peace. Okay, <laughs> I met some people, I someone, they always had dreams and I said, do you not do anything but sleeping? With all the dreams, uh, okay, and anyway, so whatsoever he does shall prosper. So, expect when you go to work, expect wherever you are, expect whatever you put your heart into, it will prosper. Amen. Why? Because I live my life planted at the river, okay. I I expose myself to good counsel. Uh, When I say good counsel, it's not that. a uh, cheerleading group that says everything. Oh, this is amazing! This is amazing! Yeah. No, good counsel can also be when someone says, "Don't do this." Okay? And you know, most of the time, when someone has said to me, "Don't do this," I wanted to do it, <laughs> I mean, and I did. And I really, many of times, I got upset at them saying, "Don't do it." But that was good counsel because, of, like, I met a guy. Uh, Now we're getting older, so we we start talking about the past. So he said to me, it's a good thing we didn't get everything we prayed for. Yeah, when we look back over the years, isn't it? Okay, and and when I look back, there have been people who said to me, Kurt, don't do it. And at the time when we said it, I did not think it was good counsel. But because I respected these people, I went by their word more than my own emotions, my own desire, whatever it was. And I can look back at it now and say, thank God, that was good counsel. Mm. Okay, you know, we, we, you know we, we, in our flesh, we have this thing that we prefer to be approved in everything we do. But as I, it came to me the other day, the purpose of us coming together is not to be confirmed or approved. You are approved by the blood of Christ. Okay, the the, the purpose of church is not to approve you; it is to transform you. Okay, because Romans 12 talks about faith comes by now. Sorry, through the renewing of your mind, you shall be transformed. Amen. So whatsoever, so you can put that in your own Bible and say, whatsoever I do shall prosper. Amen. Whatsoever I do shall prosper. We the, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drive it away. We know what is that it's the opposite? Ungodly, what is that? Instability. Instability. They are like like chaff where one day we do this, next day we do that. You know, <coughs> Most peoples who we consider as con- uh, successful, they have one thing in co- in common. It's not their intelligence. It is their Persistence, resilience, uh, I think we, this is one thing that we're lacking in our culture today in the younger generation, that there is no resilience. So one tiny little little thing that doesn't go the way we are supposed to have it. Now the whole thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. OK, it, like it, when I was uh, grew up, it was like, OK, it didn't wor- work out. Get on with it. Okay, you know it's like now. Now we need now we need uh, ten years of counseling. If your question, we we need uh, we need intercession and prayer because uh, what happened? The boss driver didn't wait for me because I came five minutes late to the boss. Okay, no, life is not like that. You know, those those we call champions are those you know very persistent, consistent. We are not like where everything we do goes fine. No, is we don't quit. Amen. God does not quit. Do you want to be like God? Yeah, so don't quit. God never quit on any of us. And I can tell you for myself, we have had plenty of opportunities to do that to say, okay, that's it good. I'm over now. God never quit. He's committed. Okay? He's committed. So here the ungodly is like the we waiver. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind, drive it away. Every time I read this, uh, you know, have you ever, you know, when you see a feather in the wind, uh-huh. there, there's no path. Okay. I mean, I have that image in my head. It reminds me of last time I landed in Leeds Bradford Airport. This is the worst flight I ever had. Okay. If you want excitement, fly from Leeds Bradford and land in Leeds Bradford because you know, we, I think it must be the highest airport in UK. And so when it's windy, mm-hmm. it's got really exposed. But anyway, I flew from Amsterdam to to Leeds, and uh, so when we took off in Amsterdam, this was really a strange flight. this fly, and you know when when the plane start accelerating. And there's this thing they say there's a point where they say the point of no return. Just before there, you see you, you feel it really up and then the pilot he just put the brakes down. And then so on the one way, I, I never noticed until that time, but there are these paths where they can slide the plane away from the one way, and it was like he, at the maximum speed, he, brought, he he put the brakes down and then the plane turned in. So had, and then it was just quiet. <laughs> <laughs> no one said We, we were just no. They were, they were just. Everyone else was sitting. I was like, and when 15 minutes, no one said anything. And then suddenly, 15 minutes, the pilot said, "Oh, we have a technical issue, but we will try again." I <laughs> <So, laughs> went the plane rolled down. To where one way started again, I'm telling you, the plane was full, but it was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm telling you, we all helped the pilot, you know, for, <laughs> and uh, we, 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 obviously I'm still here. So I <laughs> mean, we came to Leeds and it was in, I think it was autumn, winter, something like that. So it was quite windy and it was really, I felt like that. It was like if the plane was like a feather in the wind, okay. You know, and it was just like the plane was just tossed back and forth. You know? Anyway, in the old days when you flew, you might remember that. You know, when, when the planes landed, people used to clap. They don't do that anymore. In the old days when the plane landed, ah! anyone remembers that? You're all old. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, on that flight, everyone clapped. <laughs> and uh, and uh, was, uh, so uh, anyway, this has nothing to do with my message. Okay, but now that's why since then I always put my hands on the plane in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but uh, anyway, so wherefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Why? Because if there is no stability, no consistency, no persistence, it will produce no fruits. Uh, do, do, do you understand? You know that I know people that when, you know in Denmark we, we have a we have a phrase, you can't do it anymore. But when I was a student, it was like a student, you know, in Denmark you get paid to study. Okay. So, so there was no time frame for how many years you can get funding. So there were students, we called them eternal students. Now they, they never finished the course, but they just took one a year, two here, oh, I want to do this. And because the system was like that, you could get away with it. And uh, but they never produced anything in the end. Why? Because they were not persistent. Were, so it's like, you know, and some people, and it's very often these people who are like that, they, they are very uh, articulate, they are very charismatic, so they can sell you an idea, but they can't follow through with the idea. Okay, now, the Bible you know like, uh, it's like everything of God, it might not look spectacular, but it's what gathers little by little, little by little, but last. Okay. So because of that, their work will perish. It's not that God destroys it. It's because of there is no consistency, there is no persistence. You know, you can plant a seed, and if you go out and dig it up the next day, that seed is not going to produce a fruit. Okay? If, If you start, if you start want to do one thing, and the next day you want to do another thing, both things might be good. But it's not because it's a good thing to do, but it it produces a good thing. It's because you choose to do the thing and when you hold on. Uh, I think it was was a preacher, I think it was Benny Hinn who actually said it. Someone asked him, what is the secret of your ministry? So he had one word. And it was not the Holy Spirit. He said longevity. No, it just, you know, when he just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And over the years, I, was, I remember I heard Benin in '92, and he was under a lot of persecution in '92. It was like, uh, he no, it was like because they accused him of all sorts of things. I mean, he said, don't send any money, don't send anybody because we, he was really under pressure yeah? But he, 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 he stuck to it. He stuck to it. Stuck, we think if I'm just more anointed, if I'm just more gifted, if I'm just more charismatic. If I'm just more intelligent, if I'm just more this better than the other. No, it's longevity. It's the same thing. In, how do you progress in your career? Who who, like for you? Who would you promote? you promote the one you know the longest who have shown longevity. You, you know that you don't most people, they don't show up the first day and then the boss, goes, oh, you wow, I just promote you. So, uh, I, so if you're a nurse, you're called a sister, even you... So are you called a brother? <laughs> 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 S- sister Oliver? <laughs> 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 it's the same thing, I, I, I asked Yen one day, but what do they call the female surgeons? Miss. Not Mr. <laughs> Can you imagine? It is funny. Sister Oliver and Mr. Sheila, can you come and do it? <laughs> Anyway, we will stop. We will finish now. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous. Now, the Lord knows. Now, remember what, one of the things that was very often told me in little is that God is your righteousness. Okay? Don't try to justify something. God is your righteousness. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. God knows my intention. God knows because you had to understand when there will be paths that no one other than you, or maybe your pastor will understand. Do you understand that? Because of it's it's your path. It's funny, everyone loves to hear we are unique and we all spend our life to look like everyone else. Okay, Mm -hmm. No, we. so the Lord knows your heart. There have been people who accuse me for all sorts of things over the the years, but the Lord knows my heart. And the thing is, don't spend your time justifying just because that's what we do, what we want. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to go into an argument. Okay, and I'm telling you, you cannot reason with someone who decided that they don't like you. It doesn't matter what you do, you can't. You just have to rely on God knows my heart. Okay and someone said, you, know, you know, we judge everyone, we judge ourselves according to our, our intentions and everyone else according to their actions. Mm-hmm. Okay and but God knows my heart. God knows your heart. You know that, Especially uh, this is a verse I have to use many of times when the kids were younger, grew up and so on because of, you know, that kids always have those teenage and so on. And I have to say that to myself, God knows my heart, you know, no parent have been a perfect parent, but God knows our hearts. Amen. God knows our heart and we have to rely on that verse. And you know what? What is for good? God's grace is greater than our insufficiencies as parents. Yeah. Amen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true about that. So you can't blame your parents anymore. <laughs> I just made five psychiatrists unemployed now. Anyway, so for the way of ungodliness shall perish. Okay. If you don't know it, I I don't know if you have a Bible, but I can just say quickly here: Psalm 1 to 41. This is the first book, is Genesis. Okay. Uh, 42, Psalm 42 to 72, that's Exodus. 73 to 89, Leviticus, and 90 to 106 is Numbers, and 107 to 150 is Deuteronomy. This is how and. so the book of Psalms is what the Israelites call their prayer book. So when we read Deuteronomy, we read the, 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 the Psalms and so on and so forth, because they are connected to one another. OK, but uh, anyway. How do we carry on from here? <laughs> <laughs> so just do the basic thing. Yeah. Amen. Don't look for the spectacular. Don't think that every, you know, that's not how it works. It's what you do day in, day out, day in, day out. I know the Bible talks about who can find a faithful man. It doesn't talk about who can find a charismatic man. Who can find a spectacular man. No, who can find a faithful man. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that your blessing